Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. Residents of the tri-state area do that in Connecticut, New York, New York City, New Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania. And they're heading to DeSantis land, Freedom Land, Florida. The numbers are just increasing tenfold. And most of the reasons have to do with the Democratic policies, the stranglehold that they have on our city, our states, our way of life. And how they refuse to take on the Democratic Socialists of America amongst them, the liberals, the progressives, who have taken control. And they want us to leave, right? They really do. Well, there was reverse osmosis just the other day in Staten Island at 7.30 in the morning. Governor, Governor DeSantis arrived to support the police to speak at a pro-police rally and said this about the city, New York City, that so many of us love, even those who have decided that they had to leave or are planning to leave. To me, it's all putting ideology over public safety. You know, you look at like New York City, no city, it was the safest big city probably in the world under Giuliani and under Bloomberg. And people loved it. And now they've thrown that all away and you've had crime spike. You have these officers, their lives are now more at risk because they have to risk their lives to put somebody away. But then the judge just releases them. So they end up having to arrest the same guy a week or two later and risk their, their lives again. Almost everybody agrees with that, except Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who was on with his very dear friend, who I'm divorcing from the family. I thought he had rejoined the family after criticizing him uh, just the other day, but, boy, he was back on the love train, the Barney Express, with Mayor Eric Adams. He let Eric Adams this morning get away with claiming that Florida is more crime-ridden than New York City. He railed about crime. When people don't realize that when you look at the stats, Florida actually has a higher murder rate than New York City. You know, last year, had a double digit, we had a double digit decrease in murders, and we are down 12.5% this year. You know, Sid has become such a sycophantodian lackey of Eric Adams that Lou, I thought Sid was going to say, yeah, that's why I returned to New York. 
That's why I left the sixth borough of the city of New York, Boca Raton, to come up here to join Bernard McGurk to do first mid-mornings and then mornings. And now, as I'm solo with the passing of our very dear friend Bernard McGurk, I thought for sure he would say that. But even even Sid had to bite his tongue on that. How ridiculous that you are safer in New York City than you are in Florida? And in fact, it was a reporter yesterday at the Mayor's City Hall press conference who picked up on that when DeSantis said part of his tour through New York, Long Island, Philadelphia, Chicago, was to recruit police officers uh, to Florida. And in fact, the CFO uh, of Florida was on with John Katsimatidis just yesterday, the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion to talk about what the governor was doing to bring police officers from here down there. Yeah, so the governor came out and, and created a recruitment bonus of $5,000 if you were a law enforcement officer from another state and wanted to come to the state of Florida. So uh, he has been doing a recruiting tour. He went to three states yesterday, and he was at Long Island, and uh, letting people know that the $5,000, you know, welcome yeah, and in fact, recently, uh, police officers of the NYPD were taking the sergeant's test at Jacob Javits Convention Center. And when they were leaving, they were recruiting officers, not just from Florida police departments, but police departments in Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, uh, all the way out of Aurora, Colorado. They were like there offering bonuses, offering housing allowances talking about uh, improvements within their department that a New York City police officer could take advantage of. Uh, so a reporter at City Hall asked that very question of Eric Adams yesterday. I followed on Bernadette's question before on DeSantis, um, and, you know, it came up about the attrition and police migrating to down south to Florida to take jobs there. Does, does the NYPD need to hire more officers to account for that and and in the the budget process the ongoing budget process how many more cops does the city need if that's the case now here are the analytics uh we used to have 40,000 cops we're now down to 32,500 a very dangerous level but see eric adams swagger man with no plan he couldn't acknowledge that this was his response the, I, I'm, the, we'll give you the exact number of how many more police officers we need. Uh, and I stated this before. It was a misnomer that no one wants to join the New York City Police Department. That's just not true. Uh, what we were doing, the process was taking too long. The process was taking too long? No, Eric Adams. We're down to 32,500 police. And you're planning on lowering the standards to the point where you'll just accept people with high school diplomas or GEDs. You won't even require uh, any more college accreditation. So the reporter followed up on that. You guys, is that what we're talking about, the target you guys want to hit as far as total number of cops? And Eric Adams didn't have a figure in his head because he doesn't know. He doesn't freaking know how many cops he has in the NYPD. We'll find out what the exact numbers uh, that the police commissioner uh, needs. Uh, but, you know, we will make sure we have uh, the proper number of police officers uh, to keep the city safe. What the hell is that? This is Eric Adams' friend. Doesn't even know how many police officers he has and how they've dwindled down to 32,500. So then the subject of the weed shop across the street from City Hall came up how impotent the mayor is 
he can't even shut down that illegal weed shop 285 feet from City Hall called Jungle Boys. We must make sure that we can't have people have a mockery of our system. I know the Post wrote a couple of articles right across the street where someone is, uh, we go in, we do enforcement. I think we can only do um, $250 fine. I thought it was less than that. Uh, but, you know, that's the cost of doing business. Wait a second. Did he say a mockery, Lou? Did he say a, make a mockery of it? We must make sure that we can't have people have a mockery of our system. Now, who's been making jokes about illegal weed? But Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan himself. Uh, every time he does a press conference outdoors, he generally says this afterwards. One thing for sure, one law that was passed is clearly being practiced right now because I smell some weed. Someone is smoking. <laughs> Someone is smoking. <laughs> Would that qualify as mockery? Or maybe this one in the middle of a press conference about cracking down on the 1,000 500 illegal weed pop-up shops, never mind all the dealers who have been dealing infinitum, the mayor couldn't keep himself from mocking his own efforts. The cannabis industry is is, is a budding uh, economy. I just realized that buds. <laughs> Put that in here. <laughs> it's a budding economy. <laughs> and, and we want to make sure that we get it right so that we can say in the city of New York that we are the joint. <laughs> I guess some of you would say, well, that's self-deprecating. No, that's mockery. And then remember the day after he beat me in the general election fair and square to become mayor of the city of New York, he got on the stage with Stephen Colbert and he was giving him illegal weed. It's the mayor of the city of New York. One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have raw. I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, you it's know? big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know? <laughs> uh, is that mockery? Yes. Why the hell would anybody take this mayor seriously? When he says he's going to crack down on the sale of illegal weed, especially in the pop-up shops, when he is so impotent, so incapable of arresting people and padlocking facilities, there is a location, again, I can't say it enough, 285 feet away from City Hall, where City Hall employees go in and out all day to get their joints, to get their edibles. They're selling illegal marijuana products openly. It's not under the counter. Defiantly, the sheriff, a guy named Anthony Miranda, who's known as Lurch, you rang, has no enforcement powers. He writes them up tickets, and they basically take the ticket, and you know what they do, Macedonia, Phil, you'll love this. They, they create jumbos. They roll joints out of the tickets right in front of the actual deputy sheriffs of the city of New York who have absolutely no enforcement powers whatsoever. It's an impotent force being led by an impotent mayor. And then he was asked a question about the sorting out of who will potentially get the licenses to run full establishment casinos. That means not the uh, racinos, the electronic board games, 
at Aqueduct now. We're up in Yonkers Raceway, but full, full casino outlet. There's about nine bids. Uh, one of the big ones that lingers is Times Square because SNL Green, which owns most of the Midtown properties, Times Square down there, Herald Square, a lot of those properties are ent- uh, empty. They want a casino right there. Uh, they are lobbying. And who did they hire as their lobbyist, Lou? The chief of staff of Eric Adams, who just left within the last month. You think they're going to have a heads up on getting this casino license? They're getting wine, dined, and pocket lined as we speak. And Eric Adams acts like, I had no idea what's going on. I had no idea. I have not been following this at all. Uh, and I believe we have uh, one uh, role to do on some of the local stuff. But other than that, I'm not familiar with it at all. Not familiar. Uh, by the way, if you look back, the last time gambling came to New York when it first uh, popped up on the scene, AEG was the lobbyist uh, and the casino operation. And they lobbied Eric Adams, state senator, Governor David Patterson, who was the governor at that time, former Congressman Floyd Flake from Southeast Queens. Oh, man. John Sampson, former state senator. Uh, and uh, Malcolm Smith, the corrupt guy, went to jail, former majority leader of the Democrat, all of them friends. All of them were cooking the books. They should have all gone to jail. AEG had to bow out. It was so disgraceful. And then Genting was brought in to run that Racino and Aqueduct. So we're going to trust Eric Adams and his cronies and Frank Carone with determining who gets the license. Carone is lobbying on behalf of the Times Square bid for a casino and you know there's a lot of moolah shmoolah. There's a lot of scattle going back and forth under the table because Frank Carone was a crook as chief of staff of Eric Adams. And he's a crook as a lobbyist now out and about to make a lot of money for all those people he can give influence to, to the mayor of the city of New York. His very dear friend, hey, man, he's... He's got a budget, right? He's got those $5,000 customized suits. Somebody's got to pay for those brand-new suits each day, and it ain't Eric Adam. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. Oh, boy. How sad, how sad that uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, once again, best friend of Sid Rosenberg. Boy, I was really expecting him to drill down on um, Eric Adams, who disparaged uh, Ron DeSantis on his visit to New York to support the police. Uh, and then to go on his way recruiting police officers for Florida where he's giving them bonuses, not just uh, in the greater New York area, but in Long Island 
out in Chicago and Philadelphia where they're under attack, where they're under siege. But today, following my appearance at 705, and you can hear me with Sid Rosenberg and his friends because I'm the only fiend and foe, you can uh, hear me Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays at 705. And I've taken on almost every one of his friends. And one who has emerged, who's getting all feisty and rambunctious, he even took a, a photo as if it was uh, promoting a fight in front of the WABC uh, banner, is Congressman Peter King from out in Long Island. And then all of a sudden he came on the air with Sid this morning, and he got all upset because he had to defend Bruce Blakeman, the Republican County Executive in Nassau County, who, let's face it, can't chew gum and think at the same time. Um, you got it. But, <laughs> right? Let me just say you one thing uh, on, on a semi-serious note. I was listening to Curtis this morning, and he is good stick and all that. But I've been talking to Bruce Blakeman. There's absolutely no truth at all to what Curtis is saying about Bruce bringing in immigrants to uh, Nassau Coliseum or whatever. That is totally false. It's a lie. And to be spreading stuff like that, you know, we can kid around about stuff, but to somehow say that the county executive is going to be bringing in illegal immigrants to Nassau Coliseum is totally untrue. I've been talking to Bruce about it this morning. He has no idea what Curtis is talking about. And that's the type of thing you don't want to get, you know, you're getting out there. Well, he has no idea what's going on. Really? And then Sid weighed in because obviously somebody's telling the truth here. It's either Peter King defending Bruce uh, Blakeman, who's hiding behind Peter King. So uh, talk to Curtis, tell him to stop. Or I'm lying. But one man's truth, Chad Lopez, is another man's lie. (laughs) So Curtis Sliwa, they're contending Bo and Peter keeps lying, even though that's Curtis Sliwa's truth. That's the beauty. Now Now the question becomes, based upon what you and John want for this station, now we need to find out the real truth. Yeah. Got very contentious. Got Chad Lopez, president of Red Apple Media, our parent company, had to come in because uh, we have Peter King now calling me a liar. Peter King doesn't even know what's going on out there in Long Island. Neither does Bruce Blakeman, or maybe they don't want you to know. So let me cite a News 12 report. Last time, uh, oh, yeah, News 12. Let's see, Long Island. Let's see. They were... Introducing a story about a migrant plan to house them in the Nassau County Coliseum that might upset some people. You're damn right it would upset them. A proposal involving the Nassau Coliseum raising some eyebrows tonight. We're not talking about a casino this time. The plan would involve housing migrants in the Uniondale Arena. News mm-hmm. 12's Tama Ponton speaking with those who, uh, who would uh, say a project like that uh, might upset them a little bit. Tama. Uh, even the anchor said, yeah, it might upset them a little bit. News 12, Peter King. The report was there. And then the News 12 reporter did a stand-up outside of the Nassau County Coliseum to do a deep dive on this growing story that involves Nassau County Coliseum providing space for the illegal aliens that were housing in New York City because Eric Adams, swagger man, has no plan. 
Well, Doug and Katie, today a Long Island state senator asked the mayor of New York City directly if he is looking to this Uniondale location to help ease the city's burden when it comes to caring and housing the influx of migrants in New York City. Well, well, Peter King and uh, Bruce Blakeman, you're unaware that your state senator, Monica Martinez, she's a Democrat. While in Albany, when the mayor was there shaking his cup on television for all to see, asked him a question in front of all of her fellow legislators, a question that she already knew the answer to, that the illegals are coming to Nassau County Coliseum. It was reported that New York City is looking into Nassau Coliseum as a potential uh, housing for our asylum you know, asylum seekers. Is that part of the New York City plan? That was the question posed today to New York City's mayor by State Senator Monica Martinez, who represents Long Island's 4th District. Bruce Blakeman was unaware of that. I told you the guy can't chew gum and think at the same time. Peter King defending him was unaware of that. Here was Eric Adams' response to the question that was posed to him in front of all the state legislators in Albany for all the he, including those who were representing Nassau and Suffolk County, Peter King and Bruce Blakeman. If we were to uh, do an initiative in one of the local municipalities in the area, we're going to communicate uh, with the local electeds uh, to share what we are doing. To share, to share with Nassau County our illegal aliens. Now, you would have thought that right then and there, Bruce Blakeman, the executive, county executive in Nassau, would have held a press conference, would have denounced this. There would have been demonstrations outside of Nassau County Coliseum uh, against illegal aliens being housed. This is simply what Bruce Blakeman's uh, response was. In a statement to News 12, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman said, quote, it would be viewed by the county as a violation of the lease if the Coliseum were used for housing. Hmm. Viewed as a violation. What did the leasee have to say? The person who's been negotiating with Eric Adams. Now, as for the leaseholder of the Nassau Coliseum, we reached out to him today about the possibility of this location being used to house migrants. But he told us he didn't have time to talk about that today. No, he didn't have time to talk about that. That's because they're in negotiations. Now, why is it that the citizens in Nassau County are not demonstrating outside of the Nassau County Coliseum like they did when my husband-in-law, a.k.a. the former governor, David Patterson, who represents Sands from Las Vegas, unveiled the plans to possibly get the license, the all-purpose license, to run gambling in the Nassau Coliseum. Do you know the very next day there were demonstrations outside of the Coliseum? Very next day. Interesting. Let's see. Peter King didn't know anything about that. Bruce Blakeman didn't know anything about that. And then the bigger question. What about this stain, this hemorrhoid, who wears this sweater under his jacket in the House of Representatives, George Santos. There's not enough preparation H in the world to smear on him and have him dry up and fly away. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the question was specifically that uh, Sid Rosenberg asked Congressman Peter King, 
Everybody thinks that you guys knew all about George Santos and you didn't do anything about it. George Santos was screened and vetted by the Queens Party. That's how he became the candidate in Nassau County. He was a Queens and Nassau candidate. Now, hold on. Can I hear that again? Can, can I hear that? Because Sid did, did a good job. He put the onus on the Nassau County GOP. And notice the feeble response of uh, Congressman Peter King to blame the Queens GOP. George Santos was screened and vetted by the Queens Party. That's how he became the candidate in Nassau County. He was the Queens and Nassau candidate. Now, let's see. Let's look at the district. The third congressional district used to be uh, occupied by Congressman Tom Swazi. Ninety percent of it is Nassau and Suffolk, the North Shore. Ten percent of it is Queens, Whitestone. So let let me get this straight. Nassau County GOP is going to leave it to the Queens GOP to do the vetting process of George Santos the first time around against Tom Swazi. And he ran a good race, George Santos, and lost against Tom Swazi. That was the presidential year. And then he decided he was going to run again. Well, let me tell you this, what uh, Peter King doesn't want to admit, that they knew this guy was tainted. They knew he was damaged. They met with me after I had run for mayor, months after I had run for mayor, Nassau County GOP. They said, are you interested, Curtis, in running for the 3rd Congressional District? Now, why would they be asking me? If they had a candidate, George Santos, I even said to them, hey, you got a candidate. He did pretty well the last time. How come you're not supporting him this time? They didn't say anything. While they were meeting with me, they were meeting with Andrew Giuliani, Langworthy, the state party chairman, to try to convince Andrew to jump out of the gubernatorial race against Lee Zeldin. And Langworthy suggested, why don't you run in the third congressional district? for the Republican nomination. Now, either Andrew would have won that or I would have won that. George Santos couldn't have beaten either one of us. You know that. But it didn't make sense. Why? Because they knew that. And now we know the North Leader, a newspaper that covers the North Shore of Long Island, the Long Island Sound, very influential paper. It's won 19 Pulitzer Prizes as a community newspaper, published an article in September before the election in November, about all of George Santos's sins. And the other day on Piers Morgan, when he was asked, George Santos was asked, why did you lie? Why did you lie? The thing was about tricking people. Let, let me finish. It wasn't about tricking the people. This was about getting accepted by the party here locally. By the party locally. Look, the Democrats messed up on this and not vetting out George Santos, but the Republicans did too. And the biggest weight is on the Nassau County GOP. Peter King cannot say it's the Queens GOP. They only had 10% of the district. Spectacular. Now here's the Sid wrap-up. Oi. Oh, God, it was Barney talk this morning on Sid Rosenberg and his friends. They were kissing each other's tuchus like there was no tomorrow. Kissing, 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 kissing. Lip-locking, swapping spit. I love you, you love me. It's like, oh, God, it made me want to projectile vomit. That's why I call it Barney talk. Except for one person three times a week. 
Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7.05. I'm not a friend, I'm a fiend, I'm a foe, and I take on all friends and all foes, regardless of who they are. But when I hear that Barney theme, I really, for all the years that I was forced to watch it, sitting there with my three sons, Anthony, Carter, and Hunter, I really just wanted to take a shotgun, Winchester, cock it, and, like, blast Barney into the head. I really did. Now, maybe doing Elvis, you know, look at the TV and figure out, hey, hey, Red of the Memphis Mafia, go get me another TV. Well, he had the wherewithal to do that. I couldn't, but I hated Barney. And I really hated Sid this morning. My God, he he said he was going to take on Eric Adams. For, for what he tweeted towards DeSantis on his visit to support the cops. And he was a wuss, a typical wuss, talking with Eric Adams. They were lip-locking. And then the biggest question was about the boathouse. But I really love the reopening of the boathouse. Can you tell the listeners about that, which is coming soon, and all of the really cool people that are involved in getting that thing done? Yeah, no, I was excited about that. We were concerned because, you know, running a city of this size is not only substantive, but it's symbolic. Uh, That boathouse was representative of where we're going, what direction we're moving in as a city. Uh, It was closed. People thought that we would not be able to find a vendor that would respect union jobs. And we were able to find a legend. Uh, The organization, the uh, real entertainment a, a company, uh, we were able to... And, and that, that's the same know. legend uh, that the Yankees have, right? Same one, right? Yes, yes it is. Yes, it is. Uh, it is the same, uh, you know, uh, company that the Yankees, uh, they're currently using as well, but in other entities across the entire uh, country. But we're able to keep those union jobs, a pathway into the middle class, we were able to have a fine dining and entertainment, the, the boat rentals. You know, I, I, I was kidding with the joking. Uh, when I was a rookie cop, I used to rent those boats. It was a cheap date. You know, <laughs> make a lot of money. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I guess they're reviving the boathouse. They need more space to house the illegal aliens, right? Get the hell out of here. He didn't ask one question about all the illegal aliens, the $4 billion we're spending on them, and no money on charter schools, right? No, typical shit, I'm going to be tough, and then he's a wuss. And then, of course, who has to kick in but his number one sickle fan and lackey, Peter King. A great job with the mayor. That that was a great interview. Oh, thank you, Peter. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I thought he was very good. Oh, God. What were they, orally fixating themselves uh, each, you know, sharing one another's private parts? My God. And then the worst was Frank Morano, the Mama Luke. Oh, my God. Oh, this, this Barney, I love you, you love me, continue to the point where you say, come on, Frank, would you knock it off? Stop this circle jerk. A lot of that growth was driven by the morning show. And you got to hand it to Sid Rosenberg, a guy who has been shouldering the burden of this morning show masterfully. My understanding is the morning show did over a seven and a half share. Now, a seven and a half share is great in any day part, midday, overnight. In the mornings, that's almost unheard of. It's crazy. And that is the number one morning show in 
all of New York. And I don't mean number one news talk show. I believe that is the number one morning show in New York in the category of 12 plus period. God, these guys are like polyamorous, you know, they're like swapping spit with one another. Sid, Peter King, and Frank Morano. Well, maybe I can get these three guys on my side as I've gone to war against the Democratic Socialists of America. AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, and her mini-me, Tiffany Caban, the city councilwoman, from Astoria, who wants to eliminate police, eliminate prisons, and turn the streets and subways over to the criminals. I helped set up last night the Ronald Reagan Republican Club in the heart of their motherland, Astoria, as we are going to run candidates against them, Republican candidates, and win over moderate Democrats from the days of Peter Vallone Sr. And she responded on a tweet. Oh, yeah, she says... The Upper West Side's most deranged right-winger, I guess she's talking about me since I lived there with 18 rescue cats and my wife Nancy, wants to come to Queens and tell us how to live. He's scared of AOC and my vision for democracy, economic stability, and true public safety. And then she's raising money off of me. She says, help send this deluded bigot back where he came from by chipping in today. Raising money off of Curtis Lee. Well, I'm proud to say I'm taking the battle to you. It's Lexington and Concord and hopefully other Republicans, Democrats, and independents will join in this battle for the soul of our city and the soul of America. We're not a socialist country. We're a capitalist country with democratic principles.